Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whenever you are, welcome to Two Men with a Mic. Because our high school story is not the traditional high school story that you hear from pretty much everyone. Yeah, we were just consumed with our creations. Like, that's, that's all that we cared about was, like, our creative projects and, like, the creative things that we were doing in our lives. So much so that we kind of... I don't know. We um, we were sort of oblivious to the the um, standard like hierarchy that exists in a high school with like the typical stereotypical stuff of like the geeks and the popular people and the jocks and all. We were just like in our own world. So complete. But it came naturally too. like it's just we were so happy to be ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were oblivious to everything that was going on around us. Yeah, yeah I just, like I don't I, remember. I still have that problem, according to my family. <laughs> That's good, like, though. What? <laughs> That's good, especially if it's coming naturally. I mean, it wasn't a reaction to anything. It was just we were totally into ourselves and <laughs> uh, and but our our creative projects, you know? Yeah. Because yeah, we were always talking about like a new thing. Oh, let's do this. Or how about we do that? Or, you know, yeah. like we had a very unique high school experience because we didn't we weren't like, you know, in high school, there's like geeks and there's like popular people and and groups and cliques. But you and I were like outside of all of that just because we were completely in our own world because it was because <laughs> the, the world revolves around us. Yeah, it's, we we missed a lot of angst, I think, in high school because we were outside of the box, literally like there was the box of high school and then we were outside of that somewhere. You know, I'm yeah. really glad about that. Actually, we never we didn't go through the normal junk that people go through in high school, you know? Yeah, no, no, we didn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that kind of reminds me of uh, us wearing our ties. Yeah, stuff like that. Like that had nothing like normally the reason that would have come about is because ties had become popular. Yeah. But when you and I came up with the ties, that was totally just that was us. Like our weird world, a, a random idea. We, we we know it's absurd and we did it just for the absurdity of it. Yeah, we would wear shorts and <laughs> a shirt and ties. Yeah. We we, <laughs> we 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 wore and we used to get like all those uh, football players and stuff like that, they'd, they'd be like, you guys wear a tie every day, don't you? Yeah. You know, and well, all people, sudden, would people would ask about it. Too. Yeah. They'd be like, why are you wearing a tie all the time? And I mean, can. <laughs> yeah, it was that was the answer. As a, and once again, we're outside of the box of high school because like the normal response to that would be some kind of defensive thing, like, I don't know, you know, or some scared thing. But for us, we were delighting and confusing people. You know, like, I remember being overjoyed with with uh, with people asking me about that. And just because they were bewildered, like, why would you even be doing that? You know, and, and, and they, they <laughs> yeah. were so they What's were so. Yeah. And they were so bewildered that it also didn't turn into like a bullying situation. Like, I'm going to kick your ass if you wear another tie. Mm -hmm. Everyone was amused by it because it was just it was like a, a comedy, a, like a comic gag. Or yeah. something. Well, we actually, if you remember correctly, we also had our own comic strip in high school. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I did a, a newspaper um, 
it was like a police story thing where we were like detectives but then the detectives too were super eccentric as well it was uh yeah. like not typical at all like i remember my detective the character who who was supposed to be me like his whole thing was he kind of was germ phobic and so he never wanted to you were germ phobic mike you yeah are. i was i was i was i was howard hughes before yeah. i even knew there was a howard hughes yeah. i also saw, i saw a psychiatrist about that later on or a psychologist and they, they were like, what's this about? And they finally deduced that I perceived society as a germ. <laughs> <laughs> and I just didn't want to get infected with it. That was literally like the, the guy's diagnosis. Wow. Um, but yes, yeah, so I, I brought that into the character of the detective who was supposed to be me in that strip, which I drew with us driving around the Volkswagen. You're yeah. your Volkswagen. Yeah. And uh, my detective guy, like his thing was because he was germ phobic, he didn't actually want to like touch anybody. And so like <laughs> so he didn't want to like get into a scuffle with with a guy like get in a fight because then he would be touching him. So he would just shoot them. <laughs> but, uh, that's that's solving crime one death at a time what solving crime one death at a time yeah exactly <laughs> don't touch me man all right <laughs> it was blade and arrow yes blade and arrow that's right we are so cool even blade and mick arrow or something like that yeah that's right Blade and Arrow, dude. That sounds like a cop show. Well, maybe yeah. an 80s cop show. Magnum P.I., Blade and Arrow. Yeah, how can you miss it? Hey, that's a good good segue into um, our songs of the episode. Oh, but, okay. Um, you know, one of the things, like you said, that's that's been really interesting with you and I is that everything we've done, and we've been doing... I mean, this podcast stuff is is new to us because of the technology and the way it's done. But the reality is we've been doing something like this for since we met day one. Yeah. But everything that we did has revolved around music. Totally. And uh, even when we were making those cassette recordings of our adventures and drawing comic strips and all of that, it was all centered around, you know, different songs and stuff like that. So, you know, part of what we we're going to do in this episode or in all the episodes is we're going to have a song of the episode that will be played at the end. You know, everybody will have the opportunity to hear the song of the episode at the end and know that, you know, the song itself has some kind of importance or meaning to Mike and I at this time in our lives or maybe in the past, but, you know, we want to share it with everyone. So always, uh, you know, stay tuned for the song of the episode that'll play at the end of each episode. That makes me want to hear the song, dude. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, if you hear Hairspray Queen, or what is that what it's called? Hair, Hairspray Queen by Nirvana, then you know we've totally lost it. <laughs> you cannot make out 
a word that Kurt Cobain is saying in that song, <laughs> and 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 he's and and he's he's singing it in the, in his this sort of like wacky voice, like he's telling a giant story. I actually Googled it, and I I did read the lyrics, and the lyrics are are pretty funny. But what I like about it is that you have no idea what he's saying. But, um, that's probably my favorite song that they did because it's it's just absurdity and punk rock like at the highest level did you have any uh input on the on the song of the day as far as what it meant for you oh well you know i'm going through a terrible time in my life because i have a young son recently i've i've gotten some visitation rights with my son and so i'm very grateful for that Uh, just a little guy and uh, it just killed me, uh, especially to lose him, and and uh, but also my wife to have that that second marriage <laughs> blow up you have, after you've eleven years. You got one years. more to go to catch up to me. So yeah, I, I, they they say three's the charm. So I'm looking for wife number three. she's gonna be the keeper dude. I just I just know it. But I've been going through hell, and then I I lost. both of my parents, uh, I just lost my dad um, in April. And then uh, I think about only like a year before that, I lost my mom. So, uh, and <laughs> I'm not always the most <laughs> bright guy. I mean, not bright. Uh, what should I say? I was trying not to use the word optimistic, but um, I guess I've always had like shades of depression. Um, so, but to have all these tragedies happen and then mix that in with my normal uh, gloomy outlook. Well, my outlook has changed, though, too. I don't want to characterize myself in that way because because of spirituality. Well, there's seasons, right? And, and you know, you were sad, sad and down, right? I mean, yeah, because if you weren't, then then you need to be examined by someone because then you're like, what is not like the psychopaths who who uh, like have no feeling? Right, yeah, I'm certainly emotion. not a sociopath. There you go. Whatever. One of them. Big <laughs> I'm a words very. I, I have. A, I have deep feelings. I've always been super emotional yeah. and very intuitive, and uh, all of that. But, but, and then I was going to say so. But I don't want to say like I'm. I'm like a completely depressed guy. I think I've had long periods where yeah, I was. Well, you have seasons, right? I mean, that's seasons. That's, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're it's right. just it's seasons, and everybody has them. That that isn't the thing, but. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting because, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a believer in stuff, but I woke I'll, I'll kind of bring up part of it. But, you know, I woke up one morning and, um, you know, I think everyone's aware of our love for music and stuff. So I don't know. I just was like, I'm going to take this song and send it to Mike. Yeah. And so, well, to, I mean, I. What's been what saved me is I do have a completely pers- different perspective on uh, life and and what we're all going through now because I've been studying spirituality for over a decade now and then spirituality was always something that I was pursuing anyway all throughout my life it, before it was kind of like find God find God what is God and uh, but now I, I have some ideas about that from a really serious study of spirituality um but i'm a rock and roller and uh so are you and uh what happens when you when you wake up and and discover what's actually going on in the world and in the music industry and in hollywood the news is not good at all and um 
when you have an understanding of spirituality and how much you can directly influence yourself with the, the things that you ingest, like music and movies and things like that, yeah, even, garbage even in, garbage out, right? Yeah. And I mean, you can really mess yourself up, to be honest. I mean, so, some songs are played in like certain keys and, and those keys have been shown to induce depression. Um, and then you mix that in with a bunch of, you know, dark and dreary lyrics and and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not I'm not like a, some pious, uh, whitewashed, um, you know, fool. Um, but I'm a, I'm much more uh, cautious about like what I ingest now, although I listen to rock and roll all the time. Yeah, um, but you've already ingested that. So it's just like rechewing something you vomited back up. Yeah, pretty much. And isn't that <laughs> wonderful to do? I, I love to regurgitate and then suck it up. <laughs> yeah, like there's, you know, <laughs> there's nothing better. But hey, birds do it all the time, right? They do. That's and, you know, I'm trying to take a lot. You were telling me, like, be like a bird, dude, like yeah. a bird's in the present moment. And, and a yeah. bird is is just living its life. And it's it's not in the past. It's not in the future. It's just in the now, this day, this moment. One day at yeah. a time, one second at a time, be like a bird, dude. So then I saw that bird puking and, and then sucking it <laughs> up again. And I was like, I'll be like a bird. <laughs> I like that burrito the first time. It's bound to be better the second time. Oh, yeah. Let him puke in peace. <laughs> <laughs> Those peaceful birds in the present moment. It's the power of the now puking like that. Yeah. But, but what happens is like, when you have rock and roll in you, like, as you and I do, and even though we both become spiritual, like to go from rock and roll to like a pipe organ in a church <laughs> or, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, I, I follow a lot of different spiritual teachers, but a lot of the chanting and things that I, I'm aware of and, and sometimes do myself, it's the same thing. It's like a little organ, like a little, I mean, a little mellow, right? Yeah, and, and, and when you go from, like, rock and roll, the devil's music, <laughs> to, <laughs> to, like, a little simple pipe organ, it's, like, it's really hard because rock is so ingrained, and I love it, in, in, in both of us. So I was very happy when you introduced me to um, Christian rock. And uh, so as a result of, like, all the sad stuff I've been going through, I've been having a, a lot of difficulty sleeping and also nightmares, like really serious nightmares, like almost every night. And they're there. I mean, you, you, I, I would even describe them as being uh, night terrors and it's pissing me off <laughs> and, I'm really, <laughs> and I'm really sick of it. And uh, I had just gone through like a horrible night of, uh, you know, sleeplessness. And then when I am asleep, night terrors, and uh, and then, like, I woke up the next morning and I'm alone. My son is gone. My wife is gone. Um, it's just me in this empty house. And uh, I just felt like hell. Like, I was just like, oh, my God, you know. And uh, right. But but this is how God works for us. Um, right at the moment that I woke up after a night of sleeplessness mixed with night terrors into an empty house and like the ruins of my life, when I when I was feeling like at my worst within like um, 60 seconds of me waking up and going oh god um you and it was early in the morning so it was kind of oh yeah i sent that at like uh 5 a.m yeah but see that was god working through you because like first of all i was like 
oh good someone cares about me there's mitch and uh and then you know i treasure our friendship it's a brotherhood really i totally yeah. love you yeah and I've but tried that was to take you off but no matter what i take you just won't go away <laughs> <laughs> we tried to kill you with that hang glider but it didn't yeah. work. i was aiming for you and you moved it was like a dart I, I've got a new plan, though. We're going to recreate Evil Knievel's jump with the rocket over the Grand Canyon. You're just the man. <laughs> but no, it was exactly the moment when I needed to hear from a friend. And, and then there you were like, you know, bing. And uh, but then also it's they're a great Christian rock band. And I don't like all of Christian rock. I, I like um, sort of their intention. Um, but sometimes, uh, well, but yeah, well, this no about music all music is perfect, right? I mean, yeah, yeah no. but Skillet, um, they rock and yet they're also trying to be uplifting. And, um, so it was, it was the perfect moment to hear from a friend. And then, uh, it was also the perfect moment to hear some rock really, you know, it's interesting because I was listening to it earlier today and, um, what it actually reminded me because when I was first listening to it, um, you know, you, you get different impressions of songs. That's what's cool about music, right? It all depends at, on what's going on in your life as to how you interpret it. Right. You know, and so when I was first listening to it, you know, I was like, um, wow, you know, this is, you know, talking about, you know, well, Skillet being a Christian group, they're they're talking about, you know, not giving up on your faith and staying strong yeah. and knowing who you are and stuff. But it, it actually took me back. And that's what reminded me of the ties. You know, that's what I was thinking of when I was hearing it was, you know, you and I in high school, you know, we didn't we we didn't listen to anybody. We didn't do anything. We we stayed strong inside and just believed in ourselves. And um, it was just very interesting for me to listen to that and, and flash on our childhood and, you know, how we were. Yeah. And I thought it was really cool. Before the world crushed us. So without further ado, the song of the day is skillet awake and alive be sure to listen to the song at the end of the episode now let's talk about you know our creative or adventurous selves um the hang glider oh yeah <laughs> that's right was we we completely blurred the lines between our creative projects and then our real lives and we were always trying to have um adventures like real life adventures yeah um and then they would cross over and we'd end up like writing about the things that we did or you know stuff like that but yeah or trying to do the things we wrote about that hang glider incident i mean you know it was a good idea and stuff but and and I don't know. It wasn't. It, <laughs> it was wasn't a good really, idea at the time. Yeah, when you were young and you know don't think very well, but you know, and it really wasn't our fault or anything. That it was. I think your brother manipulated us into doing this. He would always use me as the test pilot, like it, it was like the big brother, little brother. Thing. Oh yeah. Like okay. he like he got interested in mountain climbing, so then he lowered me off a cliff. Like yeah. 
he and didn't that go- same thing happened to me. Well, my brothers and sisters watched too much TV and they wanted to be paramedics like emergency. <laughs> so they strapped me into a uh, sled and hoisted me up a cliff. <laughs> I could have died. Yeah, me too. My brother, he was like, oh, let's try mountain climbing. Okay, here, <laughs> you hold on to this rope and then I'm going to lower you down this, the sheer face of this cliff. <laughs> and it was like well, when when are you going to be mountain climbing and he's like don't worry about it <laughs> it'll all fall into place later <laughs> i love but it when a plan comes together i remember he had me on the roof of the house that i'm in now um with his homemade hang glider like okay jump you know it was like <laughs> i thought you're the one with an interest in flying like why am i up here in your hang glider but i guess that's what little brothers are for so Somehow he and his friend Matthew um, got their money together and, and they actually bought a used hang glider. So it was a workable hang glider. But, oh, okay. you know, you and I used to have um, ultra confidence. Yeah. And- yeah. We, well, that, I don't think it was confidence. It was more like stupidity. But Stupidity, yes. We weren't afraid of anything. That's for sure. No, we weren't. And uh, you wanted to fly. Like, that was well, a big yeah. thing. Yeah, it it was. Yeah, it was. It was. My uh, grandfather, you know, had planes and built planes and all that. So I just figured, you know, if my grandfather can do it, I'm sure I can. Yeah, I mean, I think it was it was in your blood, yeah. and uh, it it, it would have helped if I had you know had some lessons. But you know, who needs well, that's it? the that's where. The, so I <laughs> it, it was my brother kind of getting us to do it because it was the same thing as put me on the roof with his homemade hang glider. Or, or building the giant kite, you know, like I was going to be the test pilot. And, uh, but he did, it was a real hang glider and he drove me and you and Matthew out to like some desert area around here. Yeah. Well, no, it was where all those rocks are. It was like a dirt bike area <laughs> with a bunch of rocks, but it was funny. What I remember out of part of it too, is when you guys came and picked me up, you know, my mom's like, where are you going? And I'm like, oh, we're going to go fly a hang glider. Did you tell her? Yeah. I didn't remember that you told her. And she was like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, we're going to go fly a hang glider. And she's like, you better not come back with any broken bones. Oh, I forgot that part. (laughs) And I was all like, oh, mom. See, that's foreshadowing in our perfect storytelling here. Well, it's like, wait a minute. He, he broke a bone. I didn't know that. Or actually, now I kind of remember that because yeah, I, I she, remember. Was, she was yelling at you, too. <laughs> but yeah, we had that thing. We just thought we could do everything. And how old were we? Like, were we 14 or yeah, 14? Probably somewhere around there. Yeah. So we drove out to a rocky place. Everything around here is a desert, but it, it was sort of a desert. Walt was like, okay, one of you fly the hang glider. <laughs> and uh, that's my brother. And uh, and then you you volunteered. And um, I remember pushing you too, though. Like, yeah, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, and, you're like, you go first. <laughs> but we had never taken a lesson. We didn't know how to fly a hang glider. No, no, we, didn't, we, we did not. not have the first clue about that. So I remember. Um, and also, I sort of thought with everything my brother had built that it probably wouldn't fly. Um, but it was uh, it was a real hang glider. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it really flew. It did fly. And in my memory, I was like stunned because 
you got in the hang glider. You'll have to like circle back and describe more of the details. But I, I, I don't remember like you didn't jump off a cliff or anything. I think it was windy that day. It was windy and it was like a dirt bike hill. It was like a, a one of those rolling hills. Oh, were you on a hill? Okay. Yeah, but it wasn't reason. a big hill. I mean, it, you know, it, it wasn't, you know, we weren't thinking it was going to really, I, I don't think anybody believed it was going to actually do too much. But yeah, I think there we, we were sort of thinking, eh, you know, it was fun to come out here and stuff, but this isn't really going to work. And then uh, I remember, as I recall, the wind took you and you took off like, perfectly and then you soared like a hundred feet in the air <laughs> and then everything looked great and then all of a sudden the hang glider turned on its side and just plummeted back down to the earth <laughs> but and i remember yeah. it being from quite high i mean i i remember i, I feel like it was like a hundred feet yeah, was I it i don't i don't know if I, I i have no idea how high i was but yeah you know i i i, I think i cra- I, I didn't know how to turn Right. And I didn't want to get too far away. I was afraid to get too far away from you guys. So I was trying to and land on a freeway or something. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so I was trying to come back around. But all I did was like cartwheel. Yeah. So I, it... I, I like kamikaze did. I, I went to turn. I turned left. And all of a sudden I was looking at the ground and I was just like, oh, shit, this is going to hurt. <laughs> that was your thought like you knew you were going down yeah oh yeah i was and i was because i was pushing forward on it like trying to get the nose up and i was like oh shit wow but yeah that was that was my uh so that so you were trying to make a turn and then it just went up on its side yeah because i didn't know what the hell i was doing and so you crashed into the rocks yeah and then you were like like my leg hurts Straight down, 100 feet, like. And then I remember you were like, uh, we were like, oh, let's do it again. <laughs> and then and then you were like, I don't know, my leg really hurts. And then this is where I feel like one of the numerous things that I feel um, unending guilt over to this day. So please forgive me. I didn't actually imagine that you were really as injured as you were. But I remember telling you, oh, there's nothing wrong with your leg. Like, you know, you just banged it and it's it's no big deal. And you were kind of like, no, I think it really hurts. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I, was, I was like, it's nothing, dude. It's you know, amazing just how it deep my voice was at 14. And then I think it was Matthew uh, was like, no, I think we better take him to the doctor. No, I think actually was when they because they were everybody wanted to do another flight but then when they actually looked at the the glider they were like oh it's broke and then they were like well <laughs> it's broke we should probably take them to the doctor of course it turned out you had a horrible break yeah but you know it grew back <laughs> now you have two legs but now I have, that's now what I happens have. when one bone shears off no what, but what wasn't it like a serious break though um I don't remember. I mean, yeah, it was a broken leg. I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I wasn't going to lose my leg or anything, but I mean, any broken bone I would think is serious. Yeah, I mean, definitely. You know, but, but there are worse breaks than others. But well, I yeah, it, it, didn't, it didn't poke out the skin. Yeah. It wasn't a compound fracture. There you go. Which is another reason why we were like, Oh, just walk it off, dude. <laughs> but, uh, um, you whining. But then I, I remember you being in a cast for like a long oh, time. Yeah. Yeah, I was in a cast for a long time. And you had crutches? You were going around the high school with crutches? Yeah, and, with, and, and my tie. 
<laughs> See, you got to look sharp under in, in under yeah. any circumstance. Crutches are hard to operate, especially like on staircases. I remember and, this. Yeah, and and so if you go the wrong order, like if you get confused and you don't put the crutches when you're going down, if you don't put the crutches on the step first, then um they'll launch you. <laughs> I remember that. What were we did? We were leaving. I think it was ceramics class, which was upstairs, yeah, or, or in on the same row of classrooms where they had ceramics, yeah, and uh, which everyone would take for like an easy A. And uh, yeah, I don't know what happened. We were in a big crowd crowd of people, and you started to go down the stairs, and then for some reason, like you launched, and and you were just <laughs> flying. I I think there it's just that there were uh, so many people it was sort of like crowd surfing in a rock and roll concert <laughs> um i think the people broke your fall right yeah a couple of them below me broke my fall <laughs> it was awful nice of them because i did have a broken leg yeah so, that was good of them yeah to, it to was be... it was rather good of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah you were gonna go down those stairs after having oh broken i would leg. Have, i would have had two broken legs had there not been people to catch me Oh my god! How well, long they, did you... they, didn't, they didn't really catch me, but uh, no, you landed they... on. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever park in a handicap space. That's it. Yeah, or fly a hang glider when you don't know how to fly. A hang yeah, glider. take lessons first, then fly yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> That's our customer service announcement from two men with a mic. <laughs> god, that concept is so easy to understand now. <laughs> Two Men with the Mic was recorded live in front of Clothes on a Hanger at Clothes on a Hanger Studios, California. You can reach out to them on Instagram at the number two men with a mic. Are you still here? Well, congratulations. You've just won our grand prize, a congressional subpoena, an iPhone one, and a baby's arm holding an apple, courtesy of the tubes. <laughs>